Hello, this is Rich Outfield. You're listening to the Rich Outcast. I've been sick lately and my voice hasn't entirely recovered. But I'm stuck in traffic. There is apparently construction up ahead where they have narrowed it to one lane. And I am at the very front of a lengthening, lengthening line of cars with a sign in front of me that says, wait for pilot car. So I could be here another minute. I could be here another 15, who knows. But I thought I would take advantage and record something. I um, was on family vacation last week and I got sick on the last day. And it sort of put a pall over the whole vacation. My mom was going on about like what a good trip it had been and all I could think about was how bad I felt. <laughs> Here comes the pilot car. All I could think about is how bad I felt. And the next day we were driving back and I wanted to be useful, I wanted to contribute. But there was only so much I could do feeling as bad as I did. And I had work that I had to get done when I got back and I had audio assignments that I just couldn't do because my voice was messed up and it, uh, it has lingered. And I gotta say, it's, it's like in, that, in The Princess Bride, if you don't have your health, what do you have? I'm following the pilot car now. I thought I would talk a little bit about that I've been really surprised at how debilitating this sickness has been. You know, I'm not a, a super fit person. You know, I'm not strong, but I am active and I do try to exercise and to just not be able to do it. It's disappointing, I suppose. I dug a hole yesterday and then I had to rest. I carried some stuff up and down the stairs and then I had to rest. <laughs> I would find myself sweating for no reason. I, I, did, I, I hadn't exerted myself, which is usually what reason my body gives for sweating. But it was just illness, you know? And I kept thinking, yesterday I was mopping and I'd have to take a break because even that felt like too much work. And I kept telling myself, you know, I am really going to appreciate it when I feel better. I'm not going to take my good health for granted. I am looking forward to feeling better. And I will run and I will jump and I will work and I will not complain. I've got a cousin, Matthew, who I don't talk about very much. He and I aren't particularly close. But a couple of years ago, he started getting sick. And he never got better. It got to the point where uh, he could no longer go to work. He had to work from home. 
and then he could only work from home for a couple of hours, a few hours each day, and eventually he couldn't even work from home. His whole life became him being sick. And I gotta say, that's, to, uh, to quote the Princess Bride again, maybe the worst thing I've ever heard. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, kids. And every man for himself. But I feel for my cousin, who isn't able to go do things. He isn't able to go places to experience the things that all of us take for granted. The idea that he can't work, that he can't socialize, that's horrible. He might as well be in prison somewhere. And I said that it was a dog-eat-dog world, and what I, was, what I was building toward is as terrible as I feel for my cousin, a little voice in my head says, would you rather it was you? And of course I wouldn't. I, I, I have a lot of issues in my life. A lot of things that are wrong, a lot of fears, a lot of weaknesses. And yet I have options. And yet up until this week, I've had my health. And if you don't have that, what do you have? I spent, was it 2021, writing every single day and exercising every single day. And that's remarkable. Blogging every single day too, but... And then when you stop exercising or dieting or writing or whatever it is every single day, it's very easy not to do it. But I haven't become totally slovenly. I made a goal of, of exercising 200 days this year. And I'm more than halfway there. But yes, in the past week, I haven't been able to. I, I was going to yesterday. I thought, okay, well, I can get on the exercise bike and I don't have to go fast. I can just go slow and I can read a book or watch something and I will get some exercise. And I didn't manage it. I didn't do it. But again, I tell myself, as soon as I feel better, I will. And I hope I'm right. I hope I accomplish a lot of things in the coming days. While we were on our family vacation, I visited with my uncle Sam, and he's been dying for years now. And I've never understood why he continues. And maybe that's a big fault in my personality, that I can't understand why you would continue to live if you're in as much pain as he is, but he does. You know, each day, I guess, is a challenge. And you know what? Each day is a challenge for everybody. Unless, you know, you've set your goal of staying in bed and playing video games today. But when we were talking to him, you know, he, he called me young. He said, you're still young which according to the calendar, I'm not. But he said, you're still young. You know, you can do things. You can put away money for the future. You can invest. You can et cetera, et cetera. And 
I hope that he's right. Compared to him, who is at the end of his life, I, I guess maybe I am young because there are still good years ahead. Hopefully, starting tomorrow or the day after, I, I'm not sure when I will be feeling tip-top. We all set goals. We all have things that we would like to accomplish, things that we don't ever get to. And there are a number of reasons why we don't. Something always comes up. There are new responsibilities. But as long as there is health, there is the possibility of accomplishing these goals. I don't really have an agenda. All I wanted to talk about was something while I was stuck in traffic and I, I'm, I'm going 60 now, so I'm hardly stuck in traffic anymore. Maybe you could use that as an analogy. That getting sick, that being sick is like being stuck in traffic and you tell yourself what you're going to do once traffic opens up and you're able to go the speed limit. <laughs> Maybe it's not a good analogy. Well, I guess I'll leave you with that. It's, it's hardly a, a full episode. It's only part of an episode. Maybe I can find something to fill the rest of the space. But I wish you good health. You're not, always, you're not going to feel perfect hardly ever again. Once you reach a certain age, there's always going to be something going wrong that has just gone wrong or is about to go wrong. But may you appreciate the times when you feel the best. And may you use those times to your advantage and enjoy those times. Because they're few and far between for people like us. As Indiana Jones said, to your very good health. You know, I do a lot of recording. Over the years, at least, I have. And most of those recordings get used, but there have been a couple of episodes that were lost. And there's one where I recorded the first half of the episode in like 2017, 2016, something like that. And I always meant to come back and do the second half of the episode, and I never did. But it still sits. I still have the first half. I, I was looking through... Um, files on my desktop the other day and I found a fake Sean Connery song and I thought did I ever use this and I, I it shouldn't matter because there have been times when I've run songs a second time as far as I'm concerned th those are just little bonus materials and hopefully that's that's fine I did a sketch with Big the other day and I considered just sending it to him and he could run it on his podcast as well, because maybe more of an audience would hear it. But then I thought, our separate podcasts probably have the exact same audience, which was people that liked the Doonstief. And Abigail Hilton mentioned that she would run a sketch of mine on her show. Hilton, for the stay. Because it has a very different audience, and maybe I, I'll still take her up on that. I can't remember why she wanted to do it. Unless she just likes my sketches, in which case that's very nice. Well, so I'm just going to run this song, and then I will meet you on the other side. Because it, it can't go to waste, right? I guess that depends on your definition.
Well, good for you, I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world? And good for you, I guess you've been working on yourself. I guess that therapist I found for you, she really helped. Now you can be a better man for your brand new girl. Well, good for you, you look happy and healthy. Don't be if you ever care to ask. Good for you, you're doing great out there without me, baby. God, I wish that I could do that. I've lost my mind, I've spent the night crying on the floor of my bathroom. But you're so unaffected, I really don't get it. But I guess good for you. Well, good for you, I guess you're getting everything you want. You bought a new car and your career's really taken off. It's like we never even happened, baby. Tell me what is up with that? Huh. And good for you, it's like you never even met me. Remember when you swore to God I was the only person who ever got you? Well, screw that and screw you. You will never have to hide the way you know that I do. Well, good for you, you look happy and healthy. Not me, if you ever cared to ask. Good for you, you're doing great out there without me, baby. God, I wish that I could do that. I wash my mind, I spent the night crying on the floor of my bathroom. But you're so unaffected, I really don't get it. But I guess good for you. Apathy's like a wound in salt. Maybe I'm too emotional. Maybe you never cared at all. Maybe I'm too emotional. Your apathy's like a wound in salt. Maybe I'm too emotional. Or maybe you never cared at all. Well, good for you. You look happy and healthy. Not me, if you ever care to ask. Good for you. You're doing great out there without me, baby. Like a damn sociopath I've lost my mind I've spent the night Crying on the floor of my bathroom But you're so unaffected I really don't get it But I guess good for you Well good for you I guess you've moved on really easily So uh, this was the Indiana Jones year 2023 and you know, we're getting, a, we had <laughs> a new Indiana Jones movie and a bunch of new toys, people talking about the series, Harrison Ford being the most gregarious and emotional and likable in interviews that I've ever seen the man. Seriously, you need to look one up if you haven't seen it. There's a British interviewer there for Dial of Destiny. He's asking questions and Harrison's rap says, I have time for one more. And the guy says, well, this isn't really a question so much as it is. I wanted to say thank you for the joy you have brought me in these movies throughout my life. I have loved this series and I've loved this character. And I wanted 
to take the opportunity, in case other people haven't, to tell you thank you. And Harrison is the most moved I've ever seen him in an interview. You know how he is. He doesn't like to be there. He doesn't like to self-promote. He doesn't like to talk about himself. God help you if you bring up Star Wars. But in this one case, they must have caught him on a day when he was feeling introspective or he was feeling vulnerable because he is genuinely touched by this man's statement. And he thanks him. And it's, I, it's hard to know. I mean, who knows how many more years Harrison has left in him? Who knows how many more years he's got in him? I've, I've seen him interviewed multiple times over this Indiana Jones thing. And it's a different side to the man. He, so he, he's, he signed on to do the Psychiatrist TV show. He signed on to do the Yellowstone prequel, two television series, and the Indiana Jones movie. And then he signed on to be Thunderbolt Ross in Captain America 4 in the Thunderbolts movie. And, some, and, and people asked him, why? Why are you doing so much now when you didn't? And he said, I found at my age that working gives me something to look forward to, something to get up for in the morning. It gives me a goal. It gives me a feeling of accomplishment. I get to work with great people. I get to uh, find new challenges and uh, I am happier when I'm working. Uh, and then, you know, that's a paraphrase, but he did say it gives me a reason to get up in the morning. I recorded the first half of this episode on my birthday. And it's one of those significant birthdays that's just terrifying. It is. I, I mean, holy smoke. I did not look forward to that birthday. And I went up to the cabin by myself, partly out of a an excuse to not have my mom call, not to have my sister call, not to have Big Anklevich call and say, happy birthday. You're one step closer to the grave. I didn't want to be reminded. But, you know, Harrison just turned 81. And how many people do you know that live to be 100? So I'm glad that people still want him in movies. I'm glad that he, people still want to interview him. I wish that he had done a couple more Indiana Jones movies in the 90s. And, and there's been discussion a, a, a million times as to why that didn't happen. But my guess is if they had made it happen in the 90s, that at least one of those Indiana Jones movies would have had Connery in it again and that would have been pretty cool anyhow i already did an indiana jones episode <laughs> uh, but i took the title of this one from the very beginning of temple of doom where 
Lao She gives Indy a drink, and Indy toasts to your very good health. And then they all start to laugh because it's, it was a poisoned drink. You know the movie? But when I was not feeling well and I recorded that episode, I was very introspective. And I think I said at one point, you know, I hope that when I feel better, I embrace it. I take advantage of feeling better, of my health. And I, I mentioned to Big Anklevich that um, I've been sick for so long that, you know, I'm sure looking forward to when I'm not sick. And Big said, well, yeah, that's why we get sick is so that we can appreciate when we're better. But is that true? Does anybody appreciate when they're in good health as much as they long for it when they're not? I mentioned my cousin, Matthew, who's ailing all the time. And I know I mentioned in an earlier episode that my cousin Ryan said, you know, I have these back problems. I have something called sugar migraines. I have an overactive pituitary gland. I like to kill blonde hitchhikers. I've got eye problems. I took some kind of medication that made all my hair fall out. But you, you never have any health problems at all. You, wh why is that? I, I can't remember what episode it was that I mentioned that, but it might have been a Patreon address, but it's it's fairly true. I have been very lucky with my health. And uh, the only thing that ails me is that I have some kind of problem with my, is it my esophagus, where I will, and it's almost always rice. When I eat rice, the rice gets stuck in my throat and I start to choke. And sometimes I can just like force it down, you know. Other times I have to drink water to force it down. But then there's the third time when I have to throw up to get unchoked. And my dad, I guess, had this same issue to the point where he had to have some kind of procedure done where they straightened out his esophagus they they <laughs> i'm not sure because the man's not around anymore so i can't ask him what it was my there's a car that is riding my tail it really really wants to pass me but this is the place where people get killed so i would hope that you don't try and pass me here why don't we wait until the road straightens out huh uh where was i <laughs> my dad's gone, so I can't ask him. But my sister says that my dad had the same problem, had to have this procedure. My mom said that too. And I forget. It doesn't always happen. I don't always choke. But my mom said, you know, that's just going to get worse and worse until eventually you're going to have to do something about it. And I don't look forward to that. I think I look forward to death slightly more than that. But... Why am I mentioning? Oh, to your very good health. That choking thing is a pain. But if that's the worst that I have, 
as far as health, I got off real easy. Practically everybody I know has something, some kind of issue, whether it is a problem with their pituitary gland, whether it's a problem with diabetes, whether it's a problem with chronic migraines, headaches, uh, in Big Yanklovich's case, an almost dangerous level of attractiveness to women. Thunder! And yeah, I, I, I have been lucky. My whole life I've only ever broken a single bone. My nephew has to get his wisdom teeth out in a week or so. And I never had to get my wisdom teeth out. They're still there. I've been lucky. And I, I, it's, it's got to be partially hereditary. My mom has better health than her two sisters. Uh, one of them had to have her knees replaced, you know, in an operation. One of them has really a hard time standing for a long time. She, she worked at a grocery store for years and years and years until she just couldn't do it anymore. You know, she, she, they got, got her a, a stool, right? But to hear her talk about it, it just, it hurt to be in a sitting position. And now she works at Costco um, as one of those people that gives out samples. And luckily she's got a bench there, but I know that at the end of each day, even if it's only like a four hour shift, she's just in so much pain. And my mom doesn't have that. It's just, but something that I said in the earlier part of the episode, and I'm bringing back is I'm not as strong as I used to be. I've never been a strong person. I've, I've never been muscular. I've never been athletic, you know, in gym class. I was the last person that you would want on whatever team it was. And that's too bad because in, in, in playing sports, you, you can, you have the opportunity to bond with people in a very uh, fast and undercomplicated way, almost like the military. You know, it's just like you are on a team and your team is a brotherhood and you instantly have camaraderie, maybe not friendship, maybe not something deep, but you have a connection with your team, which you really have to earn in other walks of life. Uh, I did do some theater, you know, some acting, and I, there's something similar there of performing together, of being part of a, a troupe or a crew or a cast. Uh, I like that. My uncle John is, is part of this group of lawyers that gets together every I think it's every spring and fall equinox and then they will hunt human beings for sport. And he said that that really, really makes a tight knit group, a bonds people. And, and they just recently, as of 2021, started allowing women to hunt the people with them. And, and so, you know, they're more progressive. The world is, is getting better every every day. So I was saying I had never been particularly strong and I am not, but I've started to notice that I'm not as strong as I used to be. Now, uh, granted, I used to do push-ups. 
I used to do push-ups every single day. Do you remember I, I mentioned that? But I probably have done push-ups three times this whole year. But I remember when I would do them every single day, I got better. I got stronger. I had more endurance. I could do them longer. And so maybe that's why I feel weaker than I used to be. Maybe I need to set a goal of going back to the push-ups, starting to do that again and feel more confident, feel better about myself. You know, it's like, hey, I had no problem carrying X, Y, and Z. And so I still have something to offer. Put me in, coach. Oh, hell no! Now that I am not sick, I haven't been particularly thankful for my health, despite having recorded that thing a couple weeks back. And I edited that episode today and I was shocked that it was only like 12 minutes long. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do with the rest of the Amazon? Other than a bad Jerry Seinfeld impression. You look in the box, there's no grapes, there's no nuts. What is up with that? Sorry. I, uh, I had hoped that I would be grateful for my health once it was back. And that's not something that people tend to notice. It's just not human nature. But I'm thinking about it right now. I was thinking about it yesterday. And I'm trying to have gratitude. I'm, I'm trying to appreciate that I feel fine. Uh, I've been doing the running. And um, there have been a couple of days when I just can't do it. I, I was talking to Big the other day because he's, he's into running. He, I guess he's, he's got these goals of running, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 5K and whatever is past a 5K. Uh, and so I talked to him about running. I talked to him about fitness because he, he knows. He knows what's what. I said, you know, there's some times when I just can't do it. Like I'll be running I'll make it like two or three blocks and then I just stop. It's like my body stops. It's not like I consciously choose to stop, but my body says, no, no, I'm not going to do it. No, no more. F you. And we have this idea that, that, that you're, that you, you're, there's mind over matter. You can, your brain is stronger than your body and you. And so I, I'll start to run again. And, and yeah, it's not even a block. Later, my body's like, no, no, I'm not doing it. And um, I asked him about that. And I said, hey, Big, does that ever happen to you? And he goes, hell no. <laughs> so, um, yikes. Not sure that was necessary. But uh, I'm going to keep trying. You know, I, I, I set these goals for myself every single month. And I will tell people who are my Patreon supporters what my goals are. And then I hold myself accountable. The next month, I go through the list. And I don't beat myself up when I don't accomplish them. I mean, unless it's something really, really dumb. But that has helped me. I think I have accomplished more since I started doing that than before. And I set this goal this month to write 
X number of words. And I wrote a little bit yesterday and I forgot to count up how many words I wrote. And so not sure what I'm going to do on that. Uh, this is neither here nor there. We were talking about health. We were talking about feeling good and, and, and being appreciative of when you feel good. And what Big said about Thunder. sickness making you appreciate health is aspirational. You know, every time that I go on a run and I really exert myself and the sweat is coming down at the end and I go in the bathroom, I splash water on my face or whatever, there's a feeling that I accomplished something, even if it's just that I exerted enough to sweat. And, you know, maybe getting hurt, maybe pulling a muscle, maybe twisting your ankle, maybe having a headache is like a, a rainy day where it's just really pouring outside and you can't go out and do the things that you were going to do. You can't fill in the blank. Whatever you were planning on doing, you can't do. But it makes you long for the sunshine. It makes, makes you appreciate the good weather. I'm going to compare it to writing just for a minute because that's something that I do. There are times, not all the time, but there are times when uh, an idea will pop into my head and I'll start to write and they'll start to flow. These ideas, these links, uh, a line of dialogue, a, a twist, a character moment, something sad or something funny or something unexpected. And it feels so good. You know, that came from within me or uh, if it's my college writing teacher talking, that came from something I saw on television when I was nine years old and I've forgotten it. It was super big on that, that all that writers do is regurgitate. Would he be dead now? The, there's such a thing as writer's block, unless you're one of those people that believes there's no such thing as writer's block, in which case there's no such thing as writer's block. But there are times when you feel like everything is working, like all of the, like you're a lock picker, one of those safe crackers, and you're hearing each one of those pins dropping where it needs to be, and you'll be able to open the vault. I, I love to make shoddy analogies, but writing can be like that, and you, you, you struggle, and it's just not working, oh, this isn't, this, ah, uh, kind of thing, and I, th th I've had many stories or story ideas come to me that seem like really good ones and then they just fall apart or it turns out that there's nothing there or maybe I did see something when I was nine years old that I'm just spitting back onto the page but every once in a while it continues all the way through to the end and you have something that works you have something that feels inspired. You have something where you feel like, hey, I'm a real writer. That feels great. It's this sense of accomplishment, sense of creation that's, that's magical. Good stuff.
I really wanted to share something with you. I wanted to uh, have a good story. I wanted to have some anecdote that was funny or profound, something to share in this episode, but nothing is coming. Well, once again, thank you for listening. <laughs> if you support me on Patreon, thank you very much for that. If you'd like to support me on Patreon, you can contribute a dollar an episode. You can contribute more if you want, but it just helps me motivate myself a little bit like taking advantage of the sun, taking advantage of the fact that I don't have a headache, my legs don't hurt, no women find me attractive. All the problems that seem to surround me don't affect me right now, and so why not go get some exercise again? Once again, I have been Rich Outfield to your very good health. Good night. Greetings. This is fake Sean Connery. You know what scares me? Besides the unholy amount of work Rish puts into these fruitless, interminable episodes of his, that he does it all under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives 3.0 license, which makes the episodes free to listen to, download, and spread around. Oh, the license does forbid changing the files, or selling them, or claiming them for your own. But that's little comfort when I'm trying to get some sleep and Rish is over there clicking away like a madman, cutting out ums and snorts and you knows and the profanities he screams at passing vehicles. He's not alone, though. Special thanks to Gino Morito, who created the logo. Can that be right? Gino? And to you, for listening all the way through to the end. Until next time, podcasts are forever. Right said Lesperance. I tracked them through their etern I tracked them through their entire existence. I tracked them through their entire I tracked them through their entire existence. None of which of them I tracked them through their entire existence, noting which of them lives longest. Uh, very few. Hug What well, good for you, I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. You blew it already. Ha! Well, good for you. I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that all you wanted give me to Lupa? Okay, I gotta fix that. Somehow I did it wrong every time. You're a very good help.